deluded i'm back again thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time and welcome back to another edition of the dg podcast the deluded podcast the really and truly podcast the people's podcast as i said hope everyone's doing well and safe hope everyone's in good spirits on this friday people obviously i hope you've all had a good week to remember i hope you know you've had a good week filled with you know you've moved closer to your goals hopes dreams aspirations and damn right ambitions i hope everything's working for you as usual i hope everyone's got their health and i hope everyone's excited for the week to come well the weekend to come better yet of football and whatnot people it's been a fantastic week as an arsenal fan still riding high off of beating spurs again i shouldn't be too excited about arsenal beating small clubs we need to do it against the bigger clubs and we've got brighton at the weekend so let's take that one very seriously um let's jump into the champions league because i want to talk about the champs first now i want to say one thing first i feel although real madrid lost and i know atletico won UEFA, certain referees are in the pockets of, of, of certain men in it because I think in the Atletico, Milan, in Atletico Madrid versus AC Milan game, I feel they were robbed. I don't think that's a pen. I don't think that's a second yellow which led to the red card. I don't think, you know, I don't think Real Madrid should have got a penalty either. So, yeah, shout out to Sheriff because they scored a banger. What was it? Till scored an absolute peach of a goal and they beat, you know, Real Madrid two goals to one. You know, you had Cristiano Ronaldo saving Oli Golasosha's bacon. You know, Barcelona are in the mud. You know, Chelsea had a woeful, lacklustre performance against the Juventus side, which is um, without several players. So let's actually kick off with, um, you know, shot to the next Inter Milan. It was a game that was filled with nothing, if I'm completely honest. Besiktas versus Ajax was a good game. I did a watch along for that. Make sure you all follow me on Twitch so you don't miss, on top of the YouTube watch alongs, you don't miss that. I mean, for me... Tadic was balling in that game, but it was the Gravenbeck show. Obviously, if Gravenbeck is going to go up the levels, he needs to hold on to the ball a bit better. His passing's got to be a bit better. He's got to be a bit crisper, but he makes forward runs. He gets onto the ball. He was a joy to watch. Wasn't impressed with the other Brazilian lad, Anthony. I know my friend's been giving him a lot of clout. Didn't see much in the game. Neres the same. Besiktas weren't really the same Besiktas that played against Borussia Dortmund in the game week one. So yeah, Ajax won two goals to nil. Um, it was nil-nil between Shakhtar Donetsk and Inter Milan. As I said, Sheriff defeated um, Real Madrid two goals to one. Now, that is the biggest game a lot of those players will play. And I know this is this is it's results like this that I love because, you know, I do think there's too much elitist comments around Champions League and things like that. Oh, this they're in Moldova. They're there. They're not going to win it. They shouldn't be at it. They all have to qualify. And you you rob people of these moments because that's that's it's, it's only winning a game of football, but that's an achievement for certain for certain people. If I'm completely honest with you, it's a crazy achievement for the club, and they should be proud of it. That's the biggest game a lot of them will play in their lives. I mean, sorry for my green screen pissing about people. I don't know what's going on. It's Friday, so I'm having a bit of a mare, but we're just gonna have to hold it up and forget that. Can't even move. Remove that, folks. What's going on? Hear me off because I'm staring at it, but it's going to have to just, we're just going to have to hold it, people, hold it up. But yeah, as I was saying, you're robbed of these sort of moments. Now, Sheriff, Young Boys, you know, Club Bruges, teams that have pulled off some upsets or made bigger teams drop points in, the, in, in game week one or two, they're not going to go off and win the competition. But these are fantastic moments, in my humble opinion. Um, Atletico Madrid, courtesy of Luis Suarez, you know, um, a penalty and added on time, which they shouldn't have been given, you know, 
beat 10 men Real Madrid. I think it was 12 against 10. I mean, into um, AC Milan. So I think AC Milan did well against Atletico. Obviously, Rafael Leal gave them the lead before Suarez, um, a Suarez penalty. And I actually can't remember. Yeah, Griezmann scored. So, they, you know, AC Milan turned it around in the last, in, I want to say 10, but last six minutes or so, people. Daniel Marlon got his first goal for Borussia Dortmund as they won 1-0 against Sporting Lisbon. PSG defeated Manchester City. I think that's 7-7 seven seven or something like that for Lionel Messi. Now, Man City is what we know. They can only play one way. I think Bernardo Silva had a decent game. I think Kevin De Bruyne has been quite lackluster and anonymous. Raheem Sterling, I don't know if he was playing. Jack Grealish, absolutely pocketed by Hakimi. I think Neymar had a great game defensively and just in general. I feel Mbappe was quite wasteful, but he had a fantastic flick for Lionel Messi to score. And I feel it was a good game, really. And PSG look a bit more all-rounded. Man of the match would probably go to Hakimi for me, because I just feel he was different gravy against them. You know, shout out to Idris Agane, who scored in the eighth minute or something like that. He's been in fairly decent form for us in PSG and that he scored you like that in it so PSG 2 Manchester City nil you know Porto against Liverpool I can't I can't lie to you school I don't even think that's school by defending I don't even think toddlers newborn babies literally babies that are born today I think they defend better than what I saw with Porto you know there was a couple of moments the goalie and I think the fullback saved them but you had the only you know Jota maybe it's because he's playing in Portugal he was trying his best not to score but I mean some of the, the goals you lot were handing to Liverpool were just shocking, if I'm completely honest. Like, that isn't, you know, that isn't what a Champions League club should be doing. I feel, you know, Liverpool did score some good goals and that, but, you know, at least for Mane and Firmino and half of them goals that they scored, you know, you're handing it on a plate to them, you know. Salah's not going to score an easier brace than he is. Liverpool took care of business. They won five goals to one. 13 shots on on target, um, 21 in general. Obviously, the only thing is it was it was poor from them to concede the goal because you should have walked away with a clean sheet. And that was a good that was a good assist for what it from 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 what it's worth, people. From Ferreira, who's a player I've been keeping tabs on, um, 21 21 years of age. People I, looking at him now, that's what he went to Wolves. When did he join Wolves? He was on Wolves at loan. Uh, he must have been shit there, isn't it? He didn't do nothing at Wolves then. But yeah, he was at Wolves. I'm not even referring to him. That's what I was about to say. Fabio Vieira, 21 years of age. I know he was never at Wolves. But yeah, man, he's he, 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 I think he's the one. Forgive me if I'm wrong. He got, the, he got the assist. In fact, I'm capping. It was Pepe, isn't it? But anyways, I think Ferreira... I'm getting mixed up anyways. But I think Ferreira had a decent game for what it's worth. And I think he's someone I believe in a lot. Atalanta defeated Young Boys a goal to nil. Young Boys didn't play with the same intensity they did when they played United. Club Bruges defeated Leipzig two goals to one. And Club Bruges are doing all they can to show PSG and whoever else is in their group that they're not... They're, it's, it's not light, you know. It's not going to be light. Just like Sheriff. Sheriff are showing Real Madrid, etc. That, yo, we want to get out of this group as well. Um, it's been quite the eventful day. You know, Zen St. Petersburg moved, moved, absolutely moved to Malmo. They won 4-0. You know, Wolfsburg and Sevilla, it was 1-1. Borussia Dortmund, you know, Sane, Gnabry, Lewandowski running riot. They won 5-0 against Dynamo Kiev. Salzburg, I tell man about Kareem Adeniemi all the time and he bagged a brace against Lille and they won 2-1. He's not going to be at Salzburg long. I'll be surprised if he starts next season. Now, Chiesa, one of the best players in the world, in my opinion, you know, no surprise why Juventus turned down um, 100 plus bids for, for him from Liverpool and actually Chelsea in the summer. 
quality. You know, I think, you know, Chelsea were quite woeful. I mean, Lukaku's gone missing in a big game. Um, Chelsea look a bit disjointed. They don't really create anything of no. It looks like something's quite missing and something hasn't gone wrong. And I feel the last couple of games, even when they've won, when they beat Zinit, when they beat Villa, I believe, they haven't been playing quite to the standard they was playing. And I think they handed it to, to Juventus. I think Juventus, there was a while early on, I think, I think Chelsea started off the stronger of the team, but... Yeah, man, Juventus walked away with it really and showed man levels really. And I think it was woeful because Juventus, considering they had injuries, they did all right. Both teams had one shot on target the whole game. So there's only two shots on target across 90 minutes. Not something you would associate between these two teams. 16 Chelsea shots. So again, you know, I think Hakim Ziyech was terrible. You know, I think his days at Chelsea, unless something happens, were numbered. Lukaku was, was anonymous. I think Alonso and Aspilicueta, they provide width, but they don't take their men on enough. And obviously, Rüdiger and Thiago Silva and Christensen, they weren't enough. I think Hakim Ziyech was, I mean, not Hakim Ziyech, he was shit. But I think Havertz is a bit too passive. And Lukaku was anonymous again against a very half, any half decent defensive unit. He's going to be anonymous, isn't he? Um, Manchester United defeated Villarreal two goals to one. Cristiano Ronaldo saving the day. Fantastic goal by Tellez. Paco um, gave Villarreal the lead. Villarreal, you knew they were bottling it. It's a massive United pitch and they were trying to see out the game far too early and it was inevitable. Ferguson's there. You know how it is for United. They're going to play on until they get an equaliser and Ronaldo has probably extended Oli Golasosha's shelf life at Manchester United because I'm sure they might have been trying to sack him at half-time. It, um, it was a great game from the neutrals. I think Villarreal for large portions could have won that four or five or, or, or more. De Gea was in top form. You know, even Varane, couple of shaky moments even from Varane. I think United is, is same old, same old with them is that they play well in patches, still making games harder than it needs to be. But from a neutral point of view, it was a good match. There weren't too much in it. 14 shots Man United had to 15 of Villarreal. Both had seven on target. Ronaldo makes the difference. Simple as that. Two goals to one. You know, Benfica defeated a 10-man Barcelona side three goals to nil. And I'm actually surprised that I'm sitting there at this at this moment and doing this podcast and Ronald Koeman hasn't been sacked. There's rumours he is going to be sacked after the Atletico Madrid game. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of lists. You know, Xavi apparently isn't, is and isn't on the list, depending on where you read it um, and all of these sort of things. So, like, if I scroll the way down to my segment on... Ronald Koeman, um, allegedly on the night, apart from saying goodnight to each other, the president Laporte and Koeman did not speak at all during the flight back from Lisbon. The president slept from slept, sorry, for most of the flight, and the manager discussed the, the match with Sharida. I believe they were sitting in the same row. When you look at Santiago Canales, who is an ex um, Valencia man, he said, In my 10 years at Valencia, Koeman was the worst coach I had ever seen. He didn't know how to run the dressing room or to make the right decisions. And for what it's worth, Koeman and Laporte's relationship according to Suarez, is hurting the players. He also said Santiago on Cumin. On a tactical level, Ronald Cumin was not able to give the players the right tools. He was also not good at training and in in physical preparation. Now, I don't know how it works, but I don't think he gives enough opportunities to young players and they're saving his bacon. I think his system doesn't work. I think he puts square pegs in round holes. I don't think Barcelona's recruitment has been good enough. I don't believe in Koeman's credentials. Again, it's all a mess. For years, Barcelona have been getting away with things because they got Messi and they've had a bunch of players. Time catches up with everyone. Laxed approach to renewing Messi's contract. He's gone. Busquets and PK are not of the level they once were. You know, there's a gap. The young players, you know, you've got Gavi, you've got, you know, Gavi, Pedri, Fatty, you've got a bunch of young Balde, you know, Arujo at centre-half. They need those bridge players and 
Barcelona for years have been peeing about and they're now made to pay for it, people. Um, I'd be very surprised if Ronald Koeman lasts his people, really and truly. There's not a single facet to look at him, people, really. And apparently, Perlo, Xavi, Roberto Martinez and Marcelo Collado have all been linked. Allegedly, Gallardo, sorry, has rejected it. Martinez, this morning, when I saw distanced himself from the Barcelona post, Xavi, one minute he's coming, then he's not. And Perlo, I don't know. They also have um, marks on on Jurgen Klopp and Thomas Tuchel now maybe Klopp considering he's done everything at Liverpool would keep it moving but I would as, away from the prestige of the club it don't make sense to go to Barcelona right now it doesn't risk mashing up your reputation it's an absolute mess the same goes for Thomas Tuchel though such is life and the pressure he might be out of a job at Chelsea rightly or wrongly people um so it is what it is in that regards, people. I just want to go back to Chelsea and I want to look at what Thomas Tuchel has had to say. As you know, following you losing to Juventus, um, the Blues have now lost twice in five days and only had one shot on target after obviously losing to Man City. Normally, Chelsea are the dominant side. They've been dominated. Um, Thomas Tuchel said, I felt we were a bit slow and tired, mentally slow in our decision-making, and that's why it's a strange one to analyse. Analyze. Um and it, to be honest with you, it's only the second time Chelsea have lost consecutive games since Tuchel was appointed in January. So, I mean, he set himself high standards and, I mean, what crisis is there really? He said, we were so good yesterday in training, but not good enough, not free enough today. I don't know why it was why it was the whole team. At this level, you cannot concede an easy goal like this in the first seconds of the second half. And, I mean, they absolutely switched off. Shout out to Chiesa. But that's where, you know, again, that there was probably a lax approach because I do think the first half was probably all Chelsea. And then, obviously, Chiesa and that had different ideas. I think Bentacore had a very good game. I feel Benucci, was it Benucci, am I right? Benucci and Delit, De they did quite well as well. Um, I think Danilo looked a bit shaky, if I'm honest with you. Chiesa's a very good player. I actually feel Rabiot did well in, in the offensive transition. Not too good, but yeah. And get the point, and he should. It should have been two 0 There was a point. Rabiot just had to find his man, and it would have been an old. It would have been a one v one with with. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Chiesa, and obviously the goalie in Mendy wasn't meant to happen. Um. So yeah, he said, when you know that's what's coming, and you have defensive organization like we have, normally it's always possible to defend it. We got punished for it. We should have been much much sharper. We should have asked more questions, which is true. Can't disagree with anything said there. When you look at Oli Golasolsha now, whose bacon was saved by Cristiano Ronaldo, people, he spot he focused on the magic of the Champions League. He said, Champions League, Old Trafford is magic and sometimes history can help us. Tonight, Cristiano came up with a good goal and Alex scored a fantastic goal. It was a fantastic strike from Tellez. You know, nine times out of ten, it probably doesn't even hit the target. But at one time, he bought a raffle ticket. It worked. He said, that's what happened here at Old Trafford. It happened so many times before. We had to throw caution to the wind and we got lucky in the end. To get three points at home is important. Again, if you lost to Villarreal, considering you lost to Young Boys, the Champions League, you can still go through, but it don't look good. Um... And it carries on the fact that Oli, you know, you went out of the Cat about too easy, been moving a bit shaky in the league, whether you've won, lost or drawn. Obviously, the Champions League campaign hasn't got off to a good start. We know we need to get 10, maybe 12 points to go through. It's a massive result for the team and for the spirit of the team as well. It's better. It's a better way of winning a game than how we lost a few weeks ago. But that's football. It just highs and lows. And today we get a result that we're delighted about. I'd rather have one and then have two defeats. Um, then two and uh, sorry, I'd rather have a win and a, and a defeat than two draws. 
yeah, well, obviously you technically have more points, really, but you should have won both games. I don't, I think you're missing the point, Ollie. Man United, especially the teams they've played, you know, Villarreal, they should be able to dust Villarreal as good as they are, Europa League holders, etc. Should have shouldn't have started and played the way they played. You know, some men are clearly just not good enough. And I saw several Man United players hiding. I think the only worse European result than I saw from United, Chelsea as well. Um, well, from United, really probably Arsenal because we're not in it but I would say Celtic against Leverkusen I saw people hiding on top of a a, 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 a golfing class Dunruma did well but yeah man United are fortunate De Gea you know I haven't mentioned his name big up De Gea helped kept them in it really and truly there was a chance towards the end Villarreal should have scored but De Gea can't be in, in control of that and it's what we know about United making games harder than it needs to be yeah they got over the line but it's just not good enough for a club like Man United especially at, at home if you're honest with you it was far too close for comfort and I feel rather than United beating Villarreal Villarreal defeated themselves because you could see it they're trying to manage the game it's a massive pitch you know Man United with Ronaldo and Ferguson in the ground what's going to happen but Oli Golasolsha really needs to fix up or he's not going to have a job, people, is, is he? Really, really and truly. Um, so, yeah, man, he obviously bigged up De Gea, which he deserves. He bigged up Ronaldo as well, which they deserve. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, for Man United, they've got to do a bit better. But Champions League is Champions League. There's no margin for such errors, but they get over it. Um, if we move away from, from all of that, people, and get into actually... The Europa League action. Now, I didn't watch all of the Europa League action, but from what I saw, I watched Celtic defeated 4-0 against um, Leverkusen. But it was a bit harsh that they were booing Jeremy Frimpong. You know, Flor um, Florian Verts had a very good game. You know, Kareem Adinyemi, Florian Verts. Uh, who else is there? Florian Verts, Kareem Adinyemi, Gravenbeck, Gravenbeck sorry. Um, who else is there? A couple of young, the young keeper at uh, Wal at, 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 at um, Liga Warsaw, I believe, that Leicester lost to. You know, he's only nineteen. Couple of young players doing their thing. Um, this game week, really. So yeah, Celtic got absolutely outclassed, outmatched, everything. You know, I'm seeing players hide. Like it felt like about fifty seconds. Joe Hart has the ball at his feet and nobody wanted it. I saw cowardly from Celtic. A club like Celtic, you should never mention with cowards. And I'm just saying the players, the fans, you can hear them. They're vexed with it. You know, the players were cowardly. The players, there was a golfing class, but the players were shit. They, they were defeated, barely offered anything. And yeah, man, that's why Celtic are where they are. You know, again, I know there's been a search party for the best part of a week, but Tottenham Hotspur and Harry Kane have actually been found safe and sound. You know, they won 6-1, you know, but played a bunch of nobodies. And, and it actually looked at, at points they could have lost. They had to draw for the big dogs off the bench with Harry Kane, Son and Mora. Kane grabbed a hat-trick and they won 6-1. Thought Dane Scarlett didn't take his chance, was kind of wanted to see what he's about. West Ham defeated Rapid Vienna. You know, Rice and Ben Rama scored. Leicester lost a goal to nil over in Poland. Um, so that's the only games I saw from Europa League people, really, really and truly. So I can't really comment on anything else. But what I can do is say all the results, really, if you've if you've missed any people. Well, I know I know Spurs aren't, are are technically in the conference. I did watch, in fact, uh, Sociedad versus Monaco just to watch two Shimani, but there's nothing of note really to say there. And I know, sadly, where Rangers are concerned, once again, marred by booing of Glenn Kamara and more racial incidences. Um, the grass is green in that regards, isn't it, folks? Um, but anyways, you know, Antwerp, lost a goal to nil against Frankfurt. So Frankfurt won, Antwerp nil. Legia Warsaw won, Leicester City nil. Sparta Prague won, 10-man Rangers nil. Not a good day for the Scots, um, you know. Sparta at Moscow, three, Napoli two. Both had the man sent off. PSV, PSV sorry, four, SK Schrutgrass, um one. 
Leon defeated Bromby a goal to, um, three goals to nil and Alwa had a good game in that and he actually scored people it, for those of you who care about Alwa watch Olympiakos three Fenerbahce nil I need to see if Mesut Ozil was playing that game there's agendas that could run there are no Mesut Ozil so he's still back to just playing when he wants fair play um, Sociedad and Monaco drew 1-1 which was a good game of football I feel Sociedad hit back after early dominance from Monaco but again you look at the golfing class there was three shots on target apiece Sociedad had 14 shots in total and I think you know Navarro was on the bench for Sociedad Spaniard man who, who went as a young player to go and join Monaco didn't really work out I like the look of him Betis won three goals to one against Fevering Carvos um, you know did Hector Bellerin get a look in Hector Bellerin was on the bench. Montoya got a looking so Bellerin never got it for Bellerin watch. Braga three, Michelin one. Where that one there is concerned, Ludigretz nil, Red Star one, Marseille and Galatasaray drew nil nil. And I'm sure you've all seen Patrick Van Aholt. Rather than do something to Grendozi, then go go on social media and talk and issue threats like a pussycat. Um, Lazio won two goals to nil against Lokomotiv Moscow. Gent lost three nil against Dynamo Zagreb. As I've already said, Celtic. Nil Leverkusen four West Ham one two nil so yeah mix a mixed bag where all of that is concerned folks so it is what it is so we've talked about a couple of them points I actually want to divert a bit and talk about some some neutral topics very quickly folks um because I came across some articles as I was as I was obviously as I was sat here and and whatnot uh, Mason Mount is, a, is is fit obviously Thomas Tuchel doesn't understand why Reese James has been selected for England in fact he said he thought he was selected for the water polo team um he actually said and we're going to get onto the England stuff in a sec people but he said when I saw it I thought maybe Reese goes with the water polo team for England as right now he trains in the pool I was a bit surprised I understand he was selected for the England football team but this will but this will not happen my last information is he will not go it can only be a misunderstanding Standing. So maybe a, a right back will get an opportunity, maybe leave a mentor or something who's in the under 21 side. Um, he said, my understanding is that Mason and Reese have a good chance for the weekend. We'll have to track that. So, yeah, I mean, if he's fit to play for the play in the weekend, why not? I mean, France, apparently France could support FIFA's plan to stage a World Cup every two years, despite opposition from UEFA and their own national team head coach, Didier Deschamps. Apparently, Noel Legrat, who is the president of, of the French football FFF, he told sports newspaper L'Equipe that he is not opposed to FIFA's push to play the men's and women's tournament every two years, people. He said, I have no opposition to the World Cup every two years, even if I want to take a closer look, it would be a mistake not to look at this project closely. He also added that he that the needs of African nations in particular should be heard before the idea is voted upon by FIFA nations. He said, we cannot ignore other parts of the world. I listened to the plea of South Africa and Monaco who explained their difficulty to find friendly match friendly matches because Europe has booked all the dates. So we'll have to see what will happen there, people. Apparently UEFA and Comebol, which is C-O-N-N-M-E-B-O-L, have just 65 of the 211 FIFA votes in any poll on the on the World Cup's future, which could be as soon as December. Away from that, fully vaccinated players will be able to travel for international duty in red list nations this month, people. So if your players at clubs have been vaccinated, it is what it is. Um, and away from that, Terry Butcher has again called for heading to be phased out of football. He said he wants it to be eradicated from football entirely, but admitted that it will have to be done gradually. Whether that actually can happen is another thing, people, but it is what it is where that is concerned. Now, away from all of that, 
before we get into some more talk, neutral talking points again, the England team has come out, people. And before that, you know, apparently Southgate admits... He's, do you know what? For what it's worth, Southgate has said a bag of things that don't really make sense because... He said Greenwood and Bellingham are not being called up due to burnout. I hear it. They're young, but you've called up Saka. Now, you was at, you know what happened with Saka and Jaden and the missed penalty and all of these things. And you know Saka was rushed back from actual stuff from, from that to play for Arsenal. Maybe that's why his form didn't kick on. I know history has been rewritten with how he's played against Spurs, but it doesn't really make sense when you've then drawn for, for Saka. It doesn't. And for me, Greenwood should be there. With respect, if Greenwood's not going to be there up front, I think Tammy Abraham deserves a shot. I don't really rate um, Watkins. And I don't think, not even that if, it's, if it's me rating him, I don't think he deserves a looking ahead of Ivan Tony, ahead of Patrick Bamford, even Danny Ings. And to be fair with you, if it's not Harry Kane, then all the other strikers are, 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 are whatever. Like, we always do the flavour of the month call-ups. Call like, if Wilson starts bagging, there'll be calls for him. I don't think Ivan Tony's quite shown he can cut the mustard at Premier League level, much less um, international. He does well, but yeah, I think he's more deserving of a chance. But again, one thing Watkins probably has is that a couple of these players, like Cody, there's a couple of centre-halves that probably deserve it over him. They've worked with England before. They, you know, England have quote unquote seen what they've done in training. I think for Jaden Sancho, it'd be good because there's been a lot of scrutiny about his performance. He's just moved to United, a massive move for a, an early 20 year old. I think the best thing can be to get out of that situation at Carrington for, at, for now, go off and play in a couple of games for England. And then it is what it is, much that, you know, saying that he might not even get to start because Southgate weren't dealing with him the best in the Euros. But um, apparently, he admits Jaden Sancho's form at Man United has not been good enough to deserve an England call up but included him in his most recent squad to show he retains belief in the forward apparently and I think it's a bit weird to come out and say this does he deserve to be in on these performances over the last few weeks well probably not we don't but quality doesn't die overnight he said but I think we we feel we have invested in Jaden over a period of time we believe he can get to a high level I'd like some time with him to chat with him and help that process that's going on at Manchester United as well. And I think for him to feel that we believe in him at this point is a good message. So again, we're talking about there's no perfect solution here. And you could easily throw up another name at me that we've left out in the past and say, well, you didn't deal with it in the same way. And that's true. And obviously it is risky completing a move in a World Cup year. Because again, you know, I don't think Southgate has the balls to not include him. I don't think he should, but that could be a reality. I think Jaden's going to get back to form, do his thing. I think we'll see a real Jaden Sancho in the second half of the season. I hope it happens. Not too much, but I hope it happens sooner because he's a player I like a lot, man. I like, I want him to do well, man. I, you know, I've supported him as I like, I like supporting Jaden Sancho. I definitely don't support his club, but it's sad to see this. But it was predictable, man. There's a lot of pressure and people forget like he needs to adapt and how hard the Premier League is. I think he needs to improve his footballing IQ because he likes to go down blind alleys and be a bit passive unnecessarily. But yeah, man. Um, so yeah, he said, he said, so again, we're talking about, there's no perfect solution, blah, blah, blah. He said, we try to individually do the right thing at the right time, send the right message. And sometimes the right message is to leave a player out and maybe they respond and that's the right thing. But we feel with Jaden at this time, it is important for us to keep him with us. And I mean, you could even say Foden don't deserve to be in the squad really, but it's Phil Foden, just like it's Jaden Sancho. Let's have a bit of common sense. Phil Foden, Jaden Sancho, Bakayo Saka, uh, you know, Mason Greenwood potentially Curtis Jones and Elliot when fit. All these sort of guys are people we should be throwing our hat on, you know, really, and saying not just next year's World Cup and the Euros that's just gone, but, you know, the next two tournaments as these guys get older, we should be playing them together, marrying them together, not just the attacking players, the others. But, I mean, I'm not happy with Southgate, how he uses Grealish, how he's the lack of use, use for Sancho, you know, the over-reliance on Mason Mount, you know. 
the midfield being atrocious. There's a lot of problems with Southgate anyways, people. So, yeah, he, he he's right, man. He's right. Um, He also went on to say the Bundesliga is totally different. Dortmund is a big club, but Manchester United is one of the biggest in the world. There's some adaptation to that. There's a definite, there's a definite adaptation to the league. You're not going to get the goals and assists n- numbers anywhere near in our league that you are in the Bundesliga. There are some very good teams, but also it's a very good league for young players to develop because there are teams that aren't at that level. And I don't think he's wrong in what he said there. Um, in, in relation to keeping out other people, Southgate said, Tammy has started well. It's quite early stages. I've exchanged messages with Jose just to keep a track on that. He's another player who we know who's been with us before. We're probably only talking about six or seven English strikers, really, that are either playing in the Premier League or as Tammy is playing in one of the big European leagues. So it's not a huge pool to cover at the moment. We'll keep we will keep monitoring those guys really closely. And I think for me, anyways, you've got Sterling and Rashford that could go, but I think you've got Harry Kane. I would include Rashford. For me, you take Greenwood. I'm not really convinced on any of. I wouldn't really bring four strikers generally because I'm not convinced in a fourth man in this in the country. But I understand, you know, flavor of the month Wilson when he's normally doing it. Shouts over Tony Bamford. You know, if Tammy shows it, Tammy goes for me. But I get it. I don't understand how he's not there. Big up to Maury because in the same way it took forever to call up Jaden Sancho, Grealish, uh, Bellingham. Southgate has finally seen it. Tomori deserves a chance, really and truly. Did expect Joe Gomez, pardon me, to be back in the team, but he's he's nursing his way for injuries. I agree with Southgate with that. There's not a big talent pool of players. He did say um, Smith Rowe is close. I, I I think I don't think Smith Rowe is as close as people make out, but yeah. He said, we've been really impressed with Ivan. We were really impressed with him at Brentford last year. We have watched him this season, so we know all about him. We weren't looking to take an additional striker for this camp, but he's definitely a player we are monitoring closely. I think he's had a really good start to his Premier League career as Brentford have had. We want a player who can score, who can firstly score goals. Ivan Tony hasn't shown that too tough. Can they score goals at the highest level? Can they score goals in big matches against the best teams and the best defences? That's going to determine in the end top level players. Tony is clearly a much greater threat in terms of his aerial presence and his ability to flick things on and attack crosses. That suits the way Brentford play. They play to those strengths. Oli is probably the best pressing centre forward in the league, for example. But in the end, it comes down to scoring goals. So you've only taken him rather than trying someone else out. You've just stuck with what you've known when it's a World Cup year, but you might as well try something else. Um Big up Tomori. He said, with with um, Tomori and Tammy now moving to Italy and Trippier in Spain, I think it's a great life experience for them and can only make them more rounded people, which will help their footballing as well. For a footballing education, as a defender, there's probably nowhere better to learn from than in Italy. So Tomori's really impressed us. There are a couple of other young defenders as well. Ben White continues to improve. Mark Gurhi at Crystal Palace is on a good path as well. So they're the ones. Um, on Ben White as well, he said he's performed well against Tottenham. Um, is still settling into a new club, um, but the performance showed good signs and he's a player we are monitoring closely. He would have been very close to this squad as well. Um, on on, on Smith-Rowe, he said, he's a player we like the look, we like a lot, and he's very close to making this squad. At, the mom- at this moment in time, I don't want to bring in any more younger players out of the 21s. They've got to earn that right over a longer period. I thought... Smith Rowe's performance against Tottenham was very good. We know how he finished the last season as well. I can only say he's a player we like and was close. Um, 
and yeah, it is what it is, people. Really, really, really and truly. Um, obviously, Ramsdale got a look and he said Aaron Aaron was with us all summer and he had the opportunity and we had the opportunity to work with him for a long time and to get to understand his strengths. Nick Pope is, st is still, I think, coming back from injury a little bit. But I think Aaron is just in a better vein of form at the moment. I can't lie. I think Nick Pope's crazy over here. I think he's shit. I can't lie to you. He's a good shot stopper, but he's, he's shit. Um, from Aaron's perspective, the move to a bigger club with higher expectations and a style of play where he's asked to play, build with his feet from the back, he's coping really well. So fair play. Now, the England squad, for what it's worth, Sam Johnson, Pickford and Ramsdale, Connor Cody, Reese James, Tyrone Mings, Mings, who I think's punching, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Tomori, Trippier, Kyle Walker. Obviously, Trent Alexander-Arnold is injured and apparently might even miss Liverpool versus City at the weekend. Phil Foden... Oh, sorry, I thought I, was, I thought Grealish wasn't there, but you've got Phil Foden, Jordan Henderson, Jesse Lingard, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice. No surprises there. Jesse Lingard, again, people said it might you might not get in the England squad then whatnot. I think, you know, not really happy with the midfield options, but fair play. Grealish, Kane, Saka, Sancho, Raheem Sterling and Ollie Watkins complete the team. So make of it what you will. That is the, who will be playing there. Once again, Johnson, Pickford, Ramsdale, Connor Cody, Reese James, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Tomori, um, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, Phil Folden, Mason Mount, Jordan Henderson, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, Jesse Lingard, um, Jaden Sancho, Jack Grealish, Raheem Sterling, Harry Kane, Oli, um, I might say Oli Gullisocia, Oli Watkins, Bakayo Saka. That's, that will be England's team for the World Cup qualifiers of Andorra and Hungary. And to be fair, they are actual official World Cup qualifiers. So there probably was going to be less experimenting to, to Southgate's, uh, you know, to be fair to Gareth Southgate, if I'm completely honest with you. In terms of other news people, um, shout out to Daniel Sturridge. He has actually signed for Perth Glory on a free transfer 19 months after he left Turkish side Transorspor. And I know he's been on trial at Mallorca and doing all these things. So happy to see him there. West Ham have appointed Rob Newman from Manchester City as the club's new head of recruitment. Newman, 57, spent more than 12 years at Manchester City as an international scouting and recruitment manager. So, step in the right direction for West Ham. Um, you know, Mar uh, Marcelo Bielsa says he conv he's convinced Calvin Phillips would only leave Leeds if it was guaranteed his legacy at Ellen Road would remain intact. He's been linked with a couple of big clubs like Man City and Man United. He could have famously left at, um, for Aston Villa a couple of years ago. Um, the 25-year-old, as you know, is in the England squad. Mar um, and he's convinced that he'll only leave for if, if them sort of things there happen, which I'm not too sure. I think when you're like with Grealish leaving Villa, like with Ben White and Ramsdale joining bigger clubs, like with Jaden Sancho eventually going Man United, when you go off to the internationals and you talk about, not that, not in Arsenal's case, but you talk about bigger clubs, well, definitely with bigger clubs, when you talk about Europe, like with Jaden Sancho or, or City with Grealish, it makes sense, in it? They, these things happen and you'll see that more really and truly. So again, I do think there will come a time for Calvin Phillips to leave. I think he's convinced in the project leads are doing and they they have the potential to challenge for Europe in a couple of years. I do think he's at least 18 months away from leaving, really. I think come 27, he might think, you know what, I'll have to try something new. I think he'll be one of them. He'll go off to a new club and then return to Leeds. But if he wants to be a one-club man, why not? And to end this podcast, rather, in fact, not even to end this, we've got Premier League stuff. But in other news as well, people, we know barely anything gets done in terms of racism. But apparently West Bromwich Albion fan Simon Silwood has been jailed for eight weeks at Birmingham Magistrates Court for racially abusing midfielder um, Romain Sawyers on social media. 
The 50-year-old from the West Midlands was found guilty early this month of sending Sawyer's malicious communication. It's understood to be the first case in Britain where someone will actually serve prison time for racially abusing a footballer online or anyone really and truly. You know, I really hope, again, let's just, listen, let's just hope you don't keep that racist energy in prison, man, because I want you to get dealt with personally, man. Break his leg or something. But anyways, let's see how tough you are now, because I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of IC3s in whatever HMP you're going. Let's see if you're racially abusing them now. The beautiful thing is people are going to see your case in prison. You might don't come out that cell, big man. Look a pussy. Let's see where you are now. Anyways, people, apparently the message was posted on January the 26th after Manchester City defeated West Brom 5-0. He will serve half of his sentence in prison and half on licence and was also ordered to pay £500 in compensation to the player and to the prosecution. Um, apparently, Silwood has also been banned for life from attending West Brom games and he claimed that trial... When he posted the word baboon, he actually meant to use the words buffoon, but it was auto-corrected on his phone while sending. Mark Johnson of the CPS, Crown Prosecution Service, it said, In the 21st century, it should be incomprehensible how a so-called football fan can abuse a player based on race, let alone a player on the team he, he purports to support. And I mean, it's nothing. You know, I've, I've watched documentaries and heard, I heard a Villa fan, not to say it's anyone, because it's all... I've heard, and obviously Spurs and Arsenal have it. I've heard the Villa fans say, I love I love Dion Dublin, but I never let my, my daughter marry a black man. So, I mean, people love your rhythm. They don't love your blues. They don't like what you are. And as you see, it's there, in it? And I think you see it at all clubs, like you've seen with, with, with Rashford. They love Rashford. The minute he starts talking about racism and, um, and all these other things, stick to football. They don't love you. They never will. They love what you can do. They don't love you, you know? It's always... It's always subjective you know the minute Raheem Sterling slips up Jamaican born is back there Bakayo Saka you know when Saka missed the pen Bakayo Saka of Nigerian heritage Marcus Rashford did it bringing things up about his family and whatnot these men don't they support they might support the team they don't support these players West Bromwich Albion has a fantastic history with black footballers and this idiot who's 50 years of age and the wickedest thing I don't know who this guy is I hope he's I hope he don't have a job because listen, you're racist. I don't I, listen. I don't care about you. But you're 50. I assume you have children. I assume you know you could be a teacher where you're with black and minority people, and you're allowed to. You know how in the teaching system racism can whatever sort of thing. Apparently, Silwood deliberately chose a word known to have a clear racist connotation to abuse a footballer due to the colour of his skin. Such behaviour will not be tolerated in football and will be prosecuted by the CPS as this is a hate crime. He, We will apply for harsher sentencing to reflect that. I'd like to thank the witness for bringing Silwood's post to the attention of the West Bromwich Albion, of West Bromwich Albion which was then reported to West Midlands Police. And I don't know what his history is like. Does he have a criminal record? Because that might have tipped it because you see people walk away for, for this sort of nonsense consistently folks so we'll have to see what happens in that regards people to really wrap this this podcast up people again it's pre we'll return to Premier League action Arsenal have picked up nine points we face a tough task going to Brighton away you know Brighton away in form Graham Potter's doing well I'm sure if Basuma's somehow gonna pass a fitness test you know and we need to win in it you know and if we don't win it's about the manner of the performance and I'm a bit scared to be playing at 5 30 in the evening but we've been in good form hopefully we can do this I'm a bit keen to see how we set up do we go with a four or better yet remain with a four do we switch to a three because obviously Brighton play with that and they've got a fantastic system and obviously Neil Mupay likes to be a villain villain against 
You've got Wolves against Newcastle, Leeds against Watford, Chelsea against Southampton. Now, Chelsea need to win in it. You know, they lost to City. They can't keep dropping points, especially as they're focusing on the title. I hope Timo Livermento has something to say in that game. So it is what it is. You've got Manchester United against Everton. That's going to be a good game. And obviously, for those of you that are listening, that's 12.30 Saturday kickoff from... Uh... 10 minutes past 12 p.m. UK time. I'll be doing a watch along for that, but that will be on Twitch. So make sure you've downloaded Twitch, you're following and you're subscribing to me via that, folks. I appreciate that so you don't miss out. Obviously, 5 p.m. in the evening, you have on YouTube my watch along for Brighton Arsenal. So two watch alongs on Saturday. Um, but yeah, Man United versus Everton, Burnley against Norwich, Chelsea, Southampton, Leeds, Watford, Wolves against Newcastle, Brighton, Man Brighton against Arsenal. I wish it was someone else. On Sunday, you have Crystal Palace against Leicester. You've got Aston Villa, who just beat Manchester United, travelling to Spurs. So Spurs, Villa. Spurs, you know, have been, you know, they've been woeful in their last couple of games and they got over the line and won midweek, but it was shaky. I mean, Nuno looks like he could be the first guy to get sacked out of all the managers, really, if it continues. I think they'll beat Villa. I obviously hope Villa stand up to be counted and, pre and present problems. West Ham against Brentford. You know, Ben Rama plays against his former team. That's going to be an interesting look. And probably the game of the week would probably be Liverpool and Manchester City from 4.30. Now, if I have to pick a winner, I'm going with Manchester City. But I just think Klopp might do something in that game. And I know City, fresh off, off beating Chelsea, it is what it is. I think they haven't been dealt an easy hand. You know, Chelsea, PSG in, in the Champions League and now Liverpool. It is, it is difficult, but I mean, Chelsea, I mean, City spend the most money or spend more money than anyone barring Man United. They've got quality players. They've got quality depth, strength in depth, really. So it should be something. So once again, from back to front, Liverpool, Manchester City, West Ham against Brentford, Spurs against Villa, Palace against Leicester. That should be a good game. Leicester ain't been that good in this, this season and they lost in midweek. Brighton against Arsenal in the evening on Saturday. From 3pm, following games of 3pm, you've got Wolves against Newcastle, Leeds, Watford, Chelsea, Southampton, Burnley, Norwich, and obviously from 12.30, Man United against Everton. So it's bound to be a good week of football. Um, so yeah, people, that's all I've got to speak about in this podcast. I hope you've all, you've all enjoyed it and them things there. Please make sure you comment, like, subscribe and whatnot. Please make sure you're obviously at my watch-alongs tomorrow. Remember, 12, 12, 10, past, 10 past 12 p.m. UK time, head over to my Twitch, Man United versus Everton. Then from 5 p.m. in the evening, Brighton versus Arsenal. So, yeah, it's been a fantastic podcast. I, I appreciate that this is coming out later and I apologise for that. Just, just because, because of the guests I had on Twitch, another reason you should be on Twitch. I just didn't have time on this Friday morning to get it done, but I don't make excuses. You know, it's better out than never in it. So, yeah, check out the rest of the content on YouTube. There's more, more content to come. You know, don't forget Twitch. A lot of my collaborations are on Twitch. I don't want you lot to miss out. So, yeah, better than that, have a good day. You know, have a good end to whatever's left of your Friday. People, deluded, I'm out, man. God bless. Thank you very much for, for supporting all the content I do. Thank you very much for listening. You know, thank you very much for the kind words you give and the constructive criticism. Without the DG Nation, this thing can't get anywhere. So I appreciate that. It's been a long Friday. I've got some admin tasks to do, so I'm going to get on and do that so I can actually just say, fuck it, it's done now. And then, you know, it's a busy day tomorrow. The grind don't stop. But yeah, man, on that note, peace out, people. Stay safe. Oh, I've been given, like...